They say we sick with it, you better wear a mask They say we're moving towards the top, but we work like we're trash I mean these conversations happening, you shouldn't have asked We're the winners of the future, not a slave to the past You said we never ever make it, and I'm saying you lied Tune in every Monday, press play, share, and subscribe Your invoice has been processed, bring me my money, don't hide Don't play with me, I'm Kingdom and I'm Southside Hey Tweety, what are you drinking over there? How's it went? all right guys so you caught us we are drinking our favorite coffee and that is hustle blends coffee hustle blends coffee is curated for visionaries um high performing people executors all of the above and we want to share this coffee with you so we have recently launched our coffee in a cold brew that's right packaged up just for you it could be delivered to your door anytime you want it to be delivered so while you're working on building that billion dollar plan and you're already getting your services from renown.tech go ahead and throw back a shot of coffee that is hustle blends shop hustle blends at www.hustleblends with a z Dot com coffee and Jesus all day, baby. What's up, nieces and nephews? Welcome back to another episode of Million Dollar Conversations Podcast. I am, of course, your favorite rich auntie, problematic Patty. And it's your boy. We back with another one. It's terrific tea. We in a building. Wait, okay. Y'all, please, <laughs> prayer warriors, get on your knees. Get on your knees. And for the second season, please pray that terrific tea gets some insight on how he can come up with a better name. You know what? I'm not going to let you not. Not only are you going to get on me, you're going to get on me with the African accent. Okay. But was it impressive? It's very South African-ish. Oh, is it? Yeah. It's oh. Very, yeah. I, don't, I don't think you knew that. but Shout out. Yeah. You're you, yes. you doing better. You're doing oh better out here. Oh, my gosh. It's appreciation, not appropriation. All right, guys. So, we want to welcome you back to another episode. Real quick, we got a little, a little shim, 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 shim. You know, I was going to pop this on you, right? You look scared. You look nervous. I'm not scared. Come you on with nervous. it. You look nervous. Come on with you it. You look like you're shaking over there. I'm not. I'm not Rocco. Five <laughs> things that make us cringe. Um, flies, cringe. I mean, okay. Let's specify. Okay. There are pet peeves. Okay, those okay. are things you just can't stand. You can't tolerate. Those are deal breakers for you. Uh-huh. Maybe that's something that people do. Something, whatever. Then the, there's annoyances. Like I could live with it, but it just annoys me. So I, I would say like a fly is up there with annoyances. And then I would say cringe is like. <laughs> like it just happens. It may be normal to somebody, but it's just one of those things that just makes you go like, "Why?" Okay. It's very few things that make me cringe. Really? So very few. I, okay. Have you ever seen me in cringe mode? Yes. When? Whenever I'm on Instagram. <laughs> Why? I don't know. I get, I tend to float to the righteous side of Instagram. Oh, uh, like, I do know what I I'm do know what makes me cringe. <laughs> yes. Okay. That's one thing that makes me cringe. Like when you are, when people are unnecessarily ratchet just to be ratchet. But like, this is some people's lives. There's some people who can't help it. Like it, they were born into this. Like it's, it's part of their DNA. And then there's. Do you, you think know, we exploit the ratchet culture? Yes, absolutely. Like they need their coin. Yeah, there's somebody living in Malibu acting ratchet, but you know, they really not. They just saw it. It's mm-hmm. appropriation. It's appropriation. Not appreciation. Not appreciation. Oh my God, I feel seen. I feel like I'm one of those people. Probably are. But like, like, because you want just a little. You, you don't just want, want the whole taste. thing. I just want like you know like, like I can speak the language, but I'm not leaving. Like I'm not I'm not going in the car with you. Right. Like we could talk and be like key 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 key, but then it's like oh girl, I'm not going. Like oh my gosh, I'm a part of the problem. Yeah. So I, I think wow. I think they need to stay where they at. It's okay. There are some wonderful, amazing, ratchet people out there. Um, see, I don't think there are people. I think it's just a culture. I think it's a thing. They're not. Also, oh, now you're not calling them people. They are. <laughs> they already think that this they, is a controversial podcast as it is. Now you're saying they're not people. Look, I never. Everybody said, don't understand our jokes, Tweety. We got to be a little politically correct, just a little bit. You're right. You're right. Okay, we're gonna move right on past this, and we're gonna go into your side of what makes you cringeworthy. Okay, uh, I'm just gonna start off light and say um, mispronunciation of words with confidence. Pacific? 
No, like, so, okay. So, there's nothing, I mispronounce words. So, I don't want people thinking that I'm just this, that I just go out here policing the way people say things because there are times that I switch things up and it's unintentional, but there's like an awareness factor. So, I'm thinking, I'm more so speaking to the confidence factor oh, of God. mispronunciation. I know it's wrong, but I'm going to tell but you But I'm going to keep right. saying it. I'm going to just tell you like, that it's right. Like, me, te- me correcting you on that word going to make you look at me like, no, it's not. Who, no, it's who not. Who are you? You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. So, so, like, I think that's what makes me cringe. Just like, you know, and a lot of our, our of, of older people, older black people, you know, I remember trying to correct my granny them and everything. And, you know, it, it, it's they, too late by then. It's, yeah. it, it's, it's in the DNA. So shout out to my grandmother. She did pass away in 2014. Um, but um, there was this word she taught me when I was younger. And when, you know, when someone is pursuing you, you call it courting. Right? Courting. Courting? Courting? Yeah. Yeah, like you're familiar with that word, right? Yes. Okay, and it's not used a whole, whole lot, you know, but like people who know the word know what it means. Right. And so for the longest, she would say coating, like a coat. (laughs) <laughs> a coat that you put on, like coating, like coating a, a, a cake. And so I would come home because she taught me that word and be like, oh, this little boy is trying to coat me. And obviously things you say to at home, you end up saying somewhere else. Mm-hmm. And so therefore I would say that with confidence and know, not not even know it had to be corrected and laughed at that that, ro- that word was wrong. Or... She had me saying the alphabet instead of saying R. She had me saying aura. <laughs> the aura. The aura. And the I, aura. like, and then you know, like, just saying it, being a kid, and then till I worked with a partner um, one time on a little school project, and I was like A B C aura, and she's like, what aura? <laughs> what are you talking about? And so you know, it's it's just that for me. But also, shout out to the country folks because you know sometimes you gotta do. You know, just make up your own stuff as you go. Um, Cool fact: When I came to the United States, I didn't know how to say. I didn't know that y'all said Z as Z. We call it Z everywhere else. Everywhere else in the but see that's fancy though. I don't feel like that's that's frowned upon. It was, and then when I asked the, the teacher, I was like, "Hey, can I go to the loo?" The teacher like looked at me like I was like. She didn't want me to go anywhere because she didn't know what that was. <laughs> you ain't trustworthy. You can't go anywhere. But I'm like, you're an English teacher. You know, you should know a uh, little bit. You should be able to read between the lines. Right. Okay, that makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah, cool little facts right there. Things that also make me cringe. Seeing people cough into their hand. And, I just And feel then shake your hand right after? That's not happening. If you didn't, well, you are. You that's not it. happening. Yeah. Honestly, if I see you do too much of anything with your hand, I'm not sure. Sh- I don't like shaking hands. Actually, I don't even like touching people. You're not part of the shake hand ministry. I'm not a part of the, <laughs> the lay hands ministry at all. I don't, I, I'm a hugger by far, and I don't know why I'm more comfortable with hugging people than shaking, touching their hands. I just feel like it's so much more direct. Mm-hmm. Like, it's so much. It's actually worse. Like, just hugging. Assuming all of the things that come with hugging. <laughs> I hope everybody knows we are literally joking. I'm not actually. I do you know, not like shaking. No, no. I'm saying like it's just, just humorous fun. Of course, yeah, of course, of yeah. course. But no, like shaking somebody's hand. One, okay. I had have always had an insecurity about shaking hands because my hands sweat, and so whenever I shake hands. When I was younger, I would always run into people and shake my hand and be like, "Yeah," and I'm like, understandably so. Like my hands sweat. Like I don't want, you know what I mean. Like so, I would just fist pump or like kind of find a way around it for a long time. When my hands stopped sweating randomly, because I realized that was like an anxiety thing. That was like a, I get nervous and my hands would start sweating. Um, when I realized later on that like I could just shake somebody's hand, like I started being on the receiving end of what came with their hand. And, you know, like, then I started looking at people's nails. That is a huge thing for me. It's like, if uh, it's a, if it's a lot going on up under there, I, why am I shaking your hand? And then I sniff my hand. Do you sniff your hand after? No, I don't. That's that's not that's normal. weird. That's not normal. I don't feel like it's not normal. I feel like we should all start sniffing our hands. I feel like just no. the same way we use a restaurant, we should all look and see what we did before no, we, we flush. No, you shouldn't. You don't, you don't look and see what you I did don't before look. you flush? You do? I don't. Like... It, I happen to catch a glance. Like, I'm not purposely looking. Like, it's just like, oh, okay. Look back up. Really? Yeah. yeah. 
I'm not a looker. Like I know I've never you known are, that about you. I definitely a, look. You're an observer. You're like, oh, cool. Yeah, I want to know what happened. Um, Especially if it really took me out. Like, if it was really like a. Uh, <laughs> How did we end up? If it was. <laughs> If it was a you know a heavy mud day, I definitely want to turn around and muddy see. waters. Yeah, I really want to see what's going on back there. I don't be nah, nah. I so just, is that like a man thing? Like y'all just don't want to know certain stuff that has. I can't been speak for all, man. I can always speak for Tweety. Tweety don't be trying to like observe, and I mean, unless I'm sick or something, I'm like, okay, what's going on? But aside from that, but it I, came from you. You don't want to look and see that. No, like why? Even the same thing with peeing. Like sometimes you be seeing me, I'm like, I'm just, I just. You need to observe your pee. Well, pee, yeah, of course I do that, but like I don't be looking down. I just be looking up, like just you know practicing because when you go in public, I I just don't be looking down. Okay, so I'm assuming that's another thing that makes you cringe. People who look Look down, down, yes, in public restrooms. I feel like the. The African in me wants to punch somebody just for looking my way. Like I've, there's been a couple people who like, "Hey, how you doing?" I'm like, "Don't, don't look down when you're talking to me, my way." Oh, you turn. But can they look? So wait, okay. I, I thought the rule was y'all can't talk at all when you're on the. Urinals. I don't talk to them. They find ways to talk to me. Okay, so isn't that like an unspoken rule? Like, yes. don't speak at all. Most. Black or like men. if you're talking before you go into the restroom, the conversation ends when we go to the urinal and it starts when we leave the restroom. Yes. Okay. Or when we're washing hands. We're washing hands, pick up the conversation. Pick up the conversation. Got it. You know, but when it's like I'm in the urinal, do not talk to me. Mm-hmm. Don't have no con- no eye contact whatsoever. Mm-hmm. I'm here with Junior. Junior's in my hand. You need oh, to Junior. Fall- oh. Oh, yes. okay, gotcha. You need to focus on your junior, not looking at my junior, because that's just, nah. That's it. Oh. So uh, that is a cringeworthy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> thank you for educating all of us on that, Tweety, on the culture Man of going to the restroom. Yeah. Man code. Totally get that. Um, it makes me cringe if I go to the restroom. I tend to, I hate using public restrooms anyway. I really, really do. I drink a lot of water. I drink a, a gallon of water a day. And so because of that, I tend to find myself in some very odd predicaments throughout the day if I'm out. I cannot stand hearing people just go flat like on to the toilet. Like what? What do you mean flat onto? Like just plop themselves? Like just plop themselves (laughs) on the toilet. (laughs) Like I feel like Kids do that a lot, and it's a correctable behavior. But like, like what you want them to do, like slowly, like slow no, motion, I, sit on I, the toilet. You, uh, okay, 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 okay. Because I understand that there might be a few people out there who literally will just sit on a toilet if it looks clean. I am a hoverer, and a, uh, a I will lace that toilet seat down with all the. I will double paper towel it. I and like if there is actual seat covers, I will use four seat covers and hover because I just I just uh, why why and so when I hear it makes me cringe if I'm like in the stall next to you if I just hear you just sit on that thing and then just like to know that your thighs are touching the seat it bothers me bare knuckling. Is what we call oh, it. Oh, they're not. So you talk about no toilet covers. You just went in there. Booty on the seat. Somebody didn't pee all over. You don't care. Don't not care. A, not a bit. You know, airports are really notorious for these kind of people. Mm. Like they just be going there. You just hear the door open and boot. Mm-hmm. They just in there. That's it. They just inside of the toilet. It's the actually airport. nastier for men because I know that men actually be missing and hitting the seat. So when somebody bare knuckles, like I know you just sat on somebody pee. Like I know you did not care about your life. You don't care about nothing. <laughs> you know, at least like take a little swipe, you know, make sure you you have coverage. Even when you really gotta go, like I be triple layered. Yeah. You know? I do that at everybody's toilet that's not mine. You know, last time we went out to eat, I found where they put their little cleaner. I cleaned it around. I cleaned my section. You know, I was like, I'm going to make sure if I'm a- But did you bare knuckle? No, 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 no. We don't. But it's so hard to not bare knuckle or to not sit on the toilet when you have to poop. What do you mean? 
bare knuckle, you can, you still got to layer it. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You have to layer it. Like, you yeah. know, I hover when I have to pee. <laughs> but do. then I do a very, like, a very cute sit if I have to, if something heavier is coming out. So you do a shake after? <laughs> I'm confused. I'm confused. Are we, no. are we having the shake slash wipe debate? No, I'm saying, like, afterwards, like, do you, like, just just move and then wipe? We're going too far. Anyway, let's 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 move past this. The answer is no. Um, based off the illustration you did, no, I, I don't. Because mm. um, I'm that, thinking about hovering. I'm like, you gotta have some strong hamstrings. That's if it's just a pee. Like that's oh, like okay. one of those. Like you didn't have four water bottles and like. The, gotcha. Have you ever like walked into a store and be like, where where the restroom at? I mean, a lot of you know. This is just you know a little FYI, a little tip, a little tippy tip. All right, Target has some of the nastiest restrooms known to man. For it to be such a peaceful and tranquil store, they got some of the nastiest restrooms known to man. Walmart actually be coming up better in what they restrooms, but that's neither here nor there. So we're gonna go straight into iPhone. Oh, did you have another cringe? No, that was it. Okay, I think everything we talked about was actually cringeworthy. It like it may have made other people cringe hearing it. Well, that was the point. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's, it's and maybe crazy. they agree or disagree. And we're not trying to just, if you are a bare knuckler out there, if you are a, a aura or a coder or whatever that is, or, you know, whatever that is, like, we don't want y'all to become so overly self-aware that if you happen to talk to us in public or whatever the case is, they'd be like, oh my God, oh my God, they see me because I'm a bare knuckler. Because we do some cringy stuff too. I'm pretty sure I do. I, I'm pretty sure you do too. Yeah. So Tweety does a lot of cringy stuff. So I want you to feel like you're in a safe place. <laughs> like what? You, get, get, get you more. bite your nails. That's cringy to me. It's it's more of an anxiety thing. I don't do it often, but if you want to see or check the temperature on how I feel, if I'm biting my nails, something wrong. <laughs> <laughs> also, another tip: if you ever see Tweety sleep in public, it is a defense. <laughs> Stop <laughs> releasing my secrets. It is a defense mechanism. <laughs> just let you know he's he might be actually asleep. I'm not saying I'm not taking that away from him. But if all of a sudden y'all were talking and he goes to sleep, it's just it's time to go home. All right. <laughs> <laughs> but biting your nails is like the equivalent of sneezing in your hand. No, it's not. Yes, it is. It's saliva on your hands, and then you go go shake somebody's head. I don't. I don't be putting my tongue on my my hand. You put your spit on your nails. True. Oh, you ain't got. <laughs> There's no defense on that. I do wow. it. You gonna go to sleep? Yeah, I'm going to sleep right now. Okay. All right. So um, we're gonna go ahead and head into our first topic. Really want to just touch on some things that are happening. Um, just. Um, in the wonderful world of Christianity, some things that are happening just in the not so wonderful world of the world. Um, so I've been seeing a lot of like little think pieces. None of these are official um, articles, I will say. So I'm, you know, I'm just going to encourage everybody that as you see information come out, please make sure that you are double checking, triple checking that it's coming from a reputable source. If you're getting an article from a place called, you know, um, LSAT San Diego, and you're in <laughs> Dallas, maybe that's not the information for you, you know, but it is good to know and just read and see what people are talking about. So anyway, um, it wasn't an official article, but I've seen this is my third one since the weekend started seeing that um, vaccinations are on their way out for um, the, the Rona and that um, people are pretty much saying or speculating or, I mean, it's kind of like an elephant in the room that everybody would have to get one in order to return back to work. And so this is going a few different ways, a few different conversations. It's not really been like talked about, talked about because like there's no real information to talk about because it's not out yet. But the vaccination, I know people are working on the vaccination and I know that they're trying to have it by December um, because we've been on punishment all year long. But... What would happen if we were all made to get the vaccination? What does that mean? Are people perceiving that to be the mark of the beast? Are people saying that, you know, um, by do like, first of all, nobody should, nobody's ever been able to make us have a vaccination before, like ever. But then I was reading up and then like there was when um, polio came out, they were making them uh, take the vaccination, which made sense. And here we are today. Uh, also, we've all had to have our shots as, as children. So, 
you know, whatever. But every time the flu shot has come around, I have not taken a flu shot as an adult at all. I've never taken it ever. I think I may have taken it when I was younger, but like like a kid. But like as a as somebody who was old enough to say yes or no for myself, I've never not taken the the flu shot. And so to be told that you have to take something, and now we're in a place where we can say yes or no, and to know that what could possibly come with that is to be fined or jailed, um, because France is apparently already taking that step of fining or jailing people for whatever. Um, it's just. I don't know. It's, it's, a, it's a conversation that is an uncomfortable one, but, you know, just I, tabling it. I believe that's uh, another way where you will, the government or the powers that be, whoever they are, are going to have more control on what we do and how we do it. Mm-hmm. Um, aside from just people being sick and COVID-19 is a real disease. True. Not taking away from that. Um, and the pandemic is real. But I feel like a lot of what's going on is going to be used as ammunition for the uh, control of people. Mm-hmm. And if I could make everybody take the um, the medicine, so-called medicine, what are the side effects to the medicine? Mm-hmm. Nobody's going to say that until side effects start showing up in children. Yeah. Side effects start showing up. In, and that, that's what was happening back in the day when they were right. saying this is the cure right. to a drug or this is, the, this is the cure to a disease. This is the cure to uh, H1N1 and all these different um, things that were coming out back then. So I'm just weary of trusting somebody to tell me I'm perfectly fine. Let's say I am okay, but you're telling me even though I'm okay, whether if I'm asymptomatic, asymptomatic or I'm not at all COVID, you know, positive, I'm COVID negative, you're still telling me I need to take this. Why? Right. Because if other people choose to get vaccinated and I don't, but I'm COVID negative, then what difference does it make? Right. And so what I was reading about was that um they were saying that people who, you know, obviously people who have certain things going on, like conditions such as like if you're pregnant or whatever, you don't have to take it. But if you, um, dang, I lost my thought. Oh my gosh, I lost my thought. Uh, oh, but but they cannot excuse you from taking it based on any um, religious um, what beliefs. And I was like, I found that so interesting that they actually said that 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 was actually in these things, these unofficial pieces of articles but it like there's still facts put in them but none of it is like breaking news i just want to specify what that is like none of this is like official breaking news from the government this is just people kind of saying like hey i'm hearing some stuff around and they're listing facts that they're hearing um so just even seeing that in there like that oh you know if you have religious beliefs here or there that can't excuse you whatever because if companies want to lay people off because they're not getting vaccinated they have a right to you know uh, I believe that we're heading in a direction of complete control from the government and how we move when we move mm-hmm. and why we move mm-hmm. and the importance if you're listening to this is to really stop thinking that people who have People who have an opinion on a thing are, that they, what they have is a fact mm-hmm. and start really looking at the signs of what you're seeing. Mm-hmm. And uh, as a believer, when I see the signs of what the government is doing or trying to do or World Health Organization, whoever these people are, are trying to do, it's leaning more towards control, 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 control. Mm-hmm. Well, and then if you're vaccinating people, somebody's paying for this mm-hmm. vaccination. True. And most likely, it's the people who are paying for their own vaccination through taxes, sure. through the uh, the economy that we've been thrusted into yeah. uh, early or late, whatever you want to say, that we should be shut or closed, whatever theory you're on, mm-hmm. on what we should be doing, just know there's somebody out there who's thinking on a higher level. It's saying, just weird. Like, they're pushing the census again, you know, and I'm like, I thought we already was done with that, you know. They're pushing it again, and then vaccination conversations, and it's, it's, it's a little crazy out here, and then, like, is taking a vaccination wrong? I don't know, you know, but there have been people who've been able to refuse vaccinations for years, so why would this one have to be just a heavy hitter as to you got to take it or else we, we, we throwing you in jail, or we doing this, or we doing that? Um, it's just interesting. I was reading an article. Um, this was on Big Pharma. You know, 
pharmaceutical industry and how whatever cure that's going to be made is going to come through them Mm -hmm. as far as the vaccination of it Mm -hmm. and how they are considered to make over billions, maybe even into the trillions worldwide Mm -hmm. on a vaccination that supposedly either curves the the direction of corona but it doesn't limit you from getting it again right so if you get vaccinated once it doesn't mean that that's exactly so you are always coming back every year Mm -hmm. for the vaccination for covid Mm -hmm. so if i'm if i'm thinking in my head let's just think business-wise not logic-wise or it's logical but let's think business-wise if every year this person has to come every single person in the world Mm -hmm. has to go and get vaccinated for the same disease, how much money do I seem to get or do I get, you know, to control how things are moving, not just in America, Mm -hmm. but in the whole entire world because people are fearful. People are are dying of this disease, and they're saying there's no cure for it. Right, right, right. Just like saying they're saying there's no cure for these other things that Mm -hmm. are out there. I'm like... But it's not as pressing. Exactly. This is a new thing. So, like... I don't think they're going to rush to get the vaccination out. Right. I think they're going to let things continue. But we're not getting a vaccination 2020. I guarantee you that. I don't know. I disagree with that. Watch. We're not going to get a vaccination 2020, but 2021, once there's a new president, there's a new, a, uh, new administration. a new administration, a new way of life, because 2020 is not canceled, but what has already been decided to happen in 2020 as far as like the government and the things that they have planned, it's closed. Even see how they're working on the second stimulus check. Mm-hmm. You'll see that they're kind of prolonging it because they want people to go back to work. Mm-hmm. They want things to go back they to normal for this year. Yesterday. Well, that's Donald Trump added to unemployment. Mm-hmm. That was an executive order from mm-hmm. him. Mm-hmm. The Democrats didn't want that. The Democrats wanted to sit down and be like, let's figure out a long term plan. Mm-hmm. For everybody mm-hmm. and figure it out. Donald Trump said, well, there's some people who still got to pay mortgages and some people who still got yeah. rent to pay. So, yeah. like, I'm going to give them the relief now. Forget y'all. Boom. Mm-hmm. Here you go. Mm-hmm. Now, whether you see that being wrong or right, That's on you. you have a house over there, Democrats. Mm-hmm. Or you have whoever's sitting down and you guys have it paid for. Mm-hmm. But there's people out here who are really waiting on that. People who are unemployed, who mm-hmm. are like, I need this to survive. And this is not even enough. Mm-hmm. $300 is not enough on top of whatever people are already getting to help them survive. Mm-hmm. So, there, but what you have to see is that we have what, three months left in the year? Mm-hmm. They're not trying to do anything that quick to push us out. They're trying to, everything that's being created right now is for 2021 and beyond. Agree. Agree. Totally see that. Um, so, what does this mean for us Christians? What does this mean for us who are growing in faith and everything like that? Um, I've had some just recent conversations with just different people about just, you know, they are really excited and wanting to share the word of God with people. You know what I mean? And feeling like one is not received or that, you know, they're getting criticized for it. And they're kind of feeling discouraged about it because it's like, well, I mean, like, I want to go and, and make fishers of men and I want to I want people to hear the word of God and I want this and that um, because I want their souls to be saved. Like when you realize how urgent it is to have to save other people, not save other people, but but for other people to come back to Christ, you're like, man, like this is urgent. What do I do? Could I do more? And so what I want to encourage everybody, because it's not like Christians have a deaf ear to what's happening out in the world. It's not like we don't know that, you know, it's stuff happening. Okay, we hear about the stimulus checks. We hear about the vaccinations. We hear about this and that. We, You know, it's, it's a lot of crazy borderline scary things happening out here and we just want to encourage everybody to keep your faith to stay on the grind look at your life like look at your life as soon as you want to get all like listen to these fear-mongering articles and get all up in arms and like i don't know what to do i don't know what to do look at your life for the past six months because we've been in this thing for six months now like it's crazy how much time has gone by we've been in this thing for half of a year at this point look at what's happening to you over this six months Look how God has covered you. Maybe some things did happen, but are you okay? Did you come out on the other side? Are you all right? Is your business still thriving? Have you eaten every day? Have you been able to take care of your family? Have you been able to have access to the resources you need? Have you been able to gain more resources? Um, 
So it's not always about looking at the silver lining or looking at your cup half full um, all the time because positivity sometimes, like, you know what I mean? Like, it's it's, it's not always going to be the thing that brings us out of what is already in front of us. But do know what God has already done for you. Right. And um, your lifestyle speaks loud as a Christian. So we don't have to look for necessarily moments unless God tells you to to go out and make fishes of men like God will give you the assignment to go make fishes of men True. he'll send you to the specific land he'll mm-hmm. send you to the specific person mm-hmm. and sometimes it's not even as far as you think it, mm-hmm. it might be your neighbor mm-hmm. it might be your brother your sister mm-hmm. somebody you you've been knowing mm-hmm. um, but the most important thing is that does your life represent Christ does your life uh, uh, does your life showcase who you are in him mm-hmm. you know so i think the most important thing is to live your life and trust what god is already doing in you he got to work on you first before you go out there and try to you know win souls true, true. so it's like sometimes our our zeal and our our effort is to like i know they need this well how do you know if you haven't talked to god and also don't get discouraged when you don't see things happening sprouting overnight right right you don't want to see what god you don't you don't see fruit overnight when you plant a tree you know what i mean you don't see it overnight and you might not even see it in some cases sometimes god is going to remove you from um the place that you've planted things or the place that you've watered things be patient. And that that is a measure of faith as well. And just knowing that I've done what God has told me to do, whether I see the effects of it or whether I see the results of it or not. Sometimes people catch on to things at a different, a totally different time, ourselves included. Somebody could have told you something. I can't tell you. Somebody I think was telling me about just um, investments and things like that just years ago. And I just heard it, but didn't know what to do with the information because at that time it was not extremely relevant to me and not saying it wasn't relevant but it was not something that i could do something with right away sometimes you're giving people some things that they have to do something with for a later day in time there have been people we talked to about business before and then it's like okay 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 that's cool that's cool that's cool that's cool that's cool and then you get a call a year later or two and they're like yeah yeah i'm finally about to work on this business so let's go and we're like whoa 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 where'd you come from you know what i mean so just kind of giving people time, you know what I mean? Because God is definitely going to make the increase, but we all have to come to a level of understanding and it's not overnight. Yeah. And at the end of the day, I just want you to keep your faith, trust Jesus. Yeah. Um, I think the conversations that you have with God are more important than any opinion you can get off of Facebook, any comment that somebody could uh, be trying to, persuade you on why you need to lose your faith and why this matters and that doesn't matter like just all the different conversations that people can have um just know that people are going to have opinions everybody mm-hmm. has an opinion mm-hmm. and you know when you go on facebook it's just going to be a bunch of that unless it's just the word of god and i think that's what you need to lean on in this season is open up your bible start praying more um look at what he is asking you to do whether it's in your business, whether it's in your family, whether it's in um, your own life. And get in his comment section. Right. I feel like some people think that they are really doing the work of the Lord by just commenting back and forth with people about about just stuff they disagree on. Because like, even though <laughs> I, I think that we have to come to an understanding of exactly what it is we are doing on a social media platform. What are you using your platform for? I have made up my mind. I'm not going back and forth with nobody at all. That doesn't mean I can't comment and say and educate and say, hey, this is where I'm coming from. Or, you know, have, make an opportunity for them to know more about Christ. That's not what I'm talking about if you're doing stuff like that. But there are people who will literally go and be trolls and seek out different conversations that are happening online to jump into and to just be like, well, that's not what the word says. And that's not what the word says. And blah, 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 blah. There's nothing wrong with you educating other people about the greatness of and the potency of the word. But if you're filtering it through your own emotions and you're filtering it through your own wounds and your own um, feelings about a thing, then you're doing it. You're doing the wrong work. I encourage you to go do the work before you happen to get on your social media platform. And then ask God, what is your platform for? That's been like loud and glaring for me of lately. What are you using your platform for? Because when you speak, somebody is listening. So what are you using your platform for? Yeah, just be the light. Um, let, let your life speak. Mm-hmm. Your life will speak whether you know it or not, whether you think people are listening, watching, 
the way you conduct your business, the way you walk, the way you get out the house, the way you talk to other people, like all those things matter, not just um, what you do on a Sunday or Wednesday or whenever you go to church, but the things that you do every single day matter to who you are as a believer. All right, so we're going to go ahead and slide into our business conversation real quick because we got a few things to talk about. All right, and I don't always want our, our business conversation to be something that we're just pet peeving all over the place about because sometimes we learn from, we definitely learn from our own mistakes, 100%. Mm-hmm. Um, but we also learn from other people's mistakes as well. And so what I've been seeing um, is like, of course, you know, the social media community of entrepreneurialism is like, you know, what's the um, hip hop Harry uh, soundbite from TikTok? Go, 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 go. Who's next? Like, it's just like, just telling people to go, 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 go. Like, just telling people to just go for it. Go for it. You got it. Just start it. Just do it. You can do it. You'll make a million. Come on. Like, and it's just creating this, this very, um, <laughs> it's, it's just kind of creating this, this, um, utopia of of business owners and things like that and and kind of just pushing people out there with no real understanding of how to run a business and not to say that like there's a rule book or there's like any specific um like layout or play-by-play of how to run a business before you start it but there are just certain things that you can get in place before you get out there bucket naked all right and so what i'm speaking on is um I've seen like different people say like, hey, you know what I mean? I figured out that um, I'm really good at doing hair. So I'm going to go out here and I'm going I'm, I'm to do hair. Who want me to do their hair? 25 people are in the comment section. Hey, I want you to do my hair. I want you to do my hair. All right, bet. I got 25 people who want to do my hair. I mean, want me to do their hair? Uh, what do I do? What do I do? Uh, I got cash app. I got cash app. Y'all, y'all, y'all want to cash app me? We can set up a day. Y'all can text me real quick. And then uh, y'all can come and I do your hair. And boom, I got a business. All right. What you have is a structure that is not built to last. Yes, yeah, not built to last. What you have is a system that the bottom is going to fall out of. What you have is a limited capacity in which you could take on. Because when you're starting something, you have to aim and think about what it's going to look like next year. You know what I mean? Like you're not always going to be just having 25 clients a weekend. There may be a time you want to have, you end up having a hundred, but it's just you and you just getting, you just getting cash app payments. You know what I mean? And it's really hard. You have to train your customers. So it's really hard to, it's it's really hard to switch up and say, Hey, we not doing that no more Mm -hmm. because somebody, they going to go with what works for them. You want people to go with what works for them. That's what you want them to do. You do. You want them. Hey, if you you're not the cheapest hairstylist in town and they want the cheapest hairstyle, you want them to go to that. Because if otherwise you're going to be sitting up here arguing with somebody about something and they're not your ideal customer, you're not their ideal, um, their ideal um, service. So, Twitter, you look like you want to say something. Yeah, uh, I was just thinking about how that may work. That may be working for somebody for maybe they're on their fifth year doing just what you said. Mm-hmm. But I come to uh, ask the question. Should you be in the same place you were five years ago? Answer should be no. no. As a business, every year should be a year of growth. Um, for example, in our in our business that we just started a year ago, I'm not saying we're experts or right. anything. Right. Um, and we've learned from our own flaws, our own errors. But the most important thing is that you're supposed to exhibit growth. Like even the Bible talks about you should see the fruit mm. of what you planted. Right. So a lot of people, they see the same fruit. And it's literally one fruit that should be having one tree that should be having multiple fruit. Mm-hmm. But since it has one fruit, that's enough. Mm-hmm. You know, for we went to a business. Um, uh, we went. No, we went to a restaurant in Dallas, which is a business. We, yeah. But I wanted to specify we went to a restaurant and, you know, it was uh, it was a, an experience rather uh, a wait time of over an hour and 15 minutes. But what I learned through that, what we learned through that is that the structure caused it, the food was not bad, but the structure caused it to look bad. Um, The structure of it was, hey, you get here at a certain time, you get your food given to you. We got there at a certain time, 
You waited for an hour. You're speaking about the situation. You're not describing the situation. I go ahead, describe it. We we're in Dallas. If you're familiar with the Dallas area, Dallas is a huge city. So we're on one side of Dallas. Hey, we found this one place we want to eat at. It's gonna take us about 30 minutes to get there. Let's order our food now so it can be ready by the time we get it. Bada bing, bada boom. Go over there. Everybody's sitting outside. I'm like, oh my gosh, people are sitting outside. They're frolicking. It's great. It's beautiful. No, people are sitting outside to wait. They're out here waiting. And a guy comes up to us and he's like, yeah, I ordered my food at one o'clock. We ordered ours at two. He's still waiting. What did that, What did we just do? What did we just sign ourselves up for? Um, so all of a sudden, um, we end up waiting for another hour and we get our food. Food was decent for me. Tweety wasn't too fond of his. Um, but we ended up having a conversation about just the deal breakers you tend to have uh, as a consumer, we're actually going to talk about this a little bit in our marriage conversation as well. But like, there's certain deal breakers I have when it comes to restaurants. Like, nowhere else would I condone or make it. You know, would I, would it be okay for me to have to sit up here and wait to eat? Like, no, like I will go somewhere else. That is why there are multiple restaurants on a street. That's why there are multiple McDonald's on the same street. You know, not saying that McDonald's is, you know, whatever, but I'm saying if you really just trying to get something and go efficiency, when it comes to a restaurant business or any business is a love language for me. I'm not going to sit up there and wait. Nothing is worth waiting for. If I came there, I'm hungry and I don't want to sit up there and continue being hungry, trying to wait on you. So it made me think, okay, what are Tweety? What are two deal breakers you have when it comes to being a consumer give me three um bad customer service okay um rude uh workers Mm -hmm. and nasty nasty place nasty environment nasty environment yeah okay bad customer service rude work well i would say rude workers is kind of customer service okay Um, but customer service could be like dang like i'm waiting uh or dang like y'all didn't have a system for me Uh when i came to like you know, make sure that I'm taken care of or even like make sure that even if I'm waiting, you could have did something while I was waiting to yeah. entertain me to, hey, we're getting we're giving out free yeah. water, yeah. you know, coupons, for coupons, you yeah. know, come like, back, please come back. Right. <laughs> yeah. Like the effort. Yeah. Yeah. I see that. OK, I totally see that. Um, so would you even say that if you had a terrible eating experience somewhere or you didn't even like what you bought from somewhere, if it had good customer service and it was efficient and um, it was a clean environment, that you would be all right. Like you, the chances are maybe you wouldn't come back there and eat, but you'd be like, man, they had great customer service. Yeah. Have you ever had bad food from chick? I know you're not eating meat. Tweety is on like day 100 of not eating meat. I just want to shout out my man because, yeah, it's different <laughs> when he don't eat meat. <laughs> All right. All right. Um, (laughs) Anyway, um, that actually grossed me out. That was cringeworthy for me. Sorry. Yeah. Anyway, um, but would you say that have you ever had subpar food from Chick Fil A? Absolutely. I've had food from there that kind of made me want to throw up. Okay, I have too. Um, It wasn't every time, but there was a time or two. And I won't go back. Well, obviously you won't go back now, but I'm saying I'm speaking of the fact that Chick-fil-A is known for what? Great service. All right. So when you ate that food, were you immediately led to go and write a review and scream on the mountaintop about how terrible it was? No, somebody said uh, my pleasure. And I kind of felt and you got like over it. I got over it. <laughs> <laughs> like we poisoned you, but my pleasure. Wow. I was like, oh, OK, it's terrible food, but. I mean, you're considerate man. So it was a toxic relationship for you at that point. You yeah. felt like it was your fault. Yeah. Yeah. I was okay. like, I knew better. Yeah. But I'm here. Yeah. Okay. So Chick-fil-A probably does not have a lot of bad reviews. I know I haven't never looked at their reviews or not, but they probably just don't have a whole lot of bad reviews. The reason being is because their customer service is on a thousand. They've had some shaky food before. I cannot lie. And if you think about your Chick-fil-A experience, you probably could sit up there and be like, man, I got cold fries one time. Man, my chicken wasn't crispy enough. They gave me one ranch instead of two. You know, my my lemonade was a little, was a little tart. Okay. You know, you can think about just different ways that they may have dropped the ball, but you never not once wanted to go to the Better Business Bureau and go report Chick-fil-A. Never once. They'll give you something free. They will give you $5. They'll give you a free meal that they deliver to your door while it's still smoking hot before you go and do that. Why? Because they have eyes in the firing systems in place. 
Yeah, um, I think when it comes to just business, as we wrap this up, um, business is when, when you go to an establishment, you can see whether it's structured correctly or incorrectly very quick. Like you don't have to look real far. Like I could look at the sign you put at the door. The first place we went to in Dallas, uh, we had thought about getting food from. They had like a handwritten marker sign saying, please order and the number there. And I told Patrice, I'm not eating here. And she's like, well, why are you not eating? I'm like, one, it's not even the location that was throwing me off. Well, a little bit. But <laughs> it was also the fact that y'all didn't want to spend $10 to go to Office Depot and just get a printout that's going to always be there to, to have y'all number there. That means that you're ready to cut corners in your business, mm. which showcased in how you were doing your customers. You had one person waiting outside, but the wait time is 50 minutes. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like the second place, you know, you had one person who you only gave them their food because they was calling you. You could see it through the cameras, mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, because you're like, I don't want a bad review. You got a lot of bad reviews already mm-hmm. based off of what you was doing by structuring the business the way you were. You only had two employees, but you're supposed to be running, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. a whole big operation. Mm-hmm. You should have hired more. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't know whether somebody went sick. I don't know any of those things. But that's something you let the customers know ahead of time before they start ordering. Right, right. All right, so let's jump in. Let's slide into our relationship conversation. All right, all right, all right. So, Tweety. Yes. I saw this conversation on social media about just things that you would tell somebody before they get married. Okay. Um, just things that, you know, I think sometimes, um, marriage is looked at, like we've talked about this different times on the podcast about just as this ultimate goal, this ultimate success, the top of Maslow's hierarchy of needs. (laughs) Um, it's just like this thing that once you achieve it, like you have done everything you set out to do that, at least that's how it's painted sometimes in society's picture. Um, but what is something you would tell somebody um, before they get married, um, I would speak to the man because he's the head of the household, and I would let them know to one get their finances in order. Um, I believe that that's not harped on as much because what does that look like? Would you give us some some specifics? Uh, finances in order would mean like at least having six months worth of emergency savings. Mm-hmm. I would highly suggest that having your credit issues already secured, at least on your end, you can't. You, you know, you can't predict what, you know, your your wife to be is going to be doing on the other end. But I'm assuming that you guys are fiance at that point. You guys have discussed, mm-hmm. you know, certain things like credit cards, credit card bills and all those certain things mm-hmm. like having those things squared off or in route. OK, we're going to be doing these kind of payments. Mm-hmm. So when the money come in, I'm hoping people love y'all so much. They're giving y'all money. Yeah. And they're they're wanting to see a successful marriage. Absolutely. No matter what age you are mm-hmm. going into marriage. Mm-hmm. That's always a good thing to give a married couple money. money. <laughs> <laughs> so as you're getting the money, you're not just thinking about, oh, the wedding. Mm-hmm. I have to pay the venue. I have to pay the flowers Man. that are going to die that day. We can debunk <laughs> that right now. But y'all really not ready for that conversation. So like, I, I, I would really tell the man to make sure that he is getting his house in order make sure that he has the bills secured he knows how the bills are going to pay what kind of energy company you're going to be on what's the best service to get as far as internet and all these other things that you may already have but now you're having it with two people Mm -hmm. so if you were paying an energy bill of seventy dollars you got to calculate well she's going to be doing her hair she's going to be doing this like so that may just ramp up into 140 like budgeting right for your household and getting your finances in order would be at the very top. For finances me. are like a very non-sexy conversation. Um, but I mean, they're so necessary. I feel like we talked about finances a little bit before we got married. Um, but I think we were more on the building stage because we have just gotten out of college at this. Like ju- just like I graduated in December. We got married in January just got out and so we're just figuring some things out and of course we had some irons in the fire but we didn't think big picture but also we didn't accrue a lot of debt or any debt for our wedding at all um which honestly like was gonna halfway happen regardless nobody knew that but we knew that that was gonna halfway happen because it was like 
I, I hate that sometimes during the engagement process, you are like pushed into this 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 space of just thinking about a wedding, just thinking about a day and not thinking about life. You know what I mean? Like like understanding what a credit score is and what is your credit score? What is my credit score? Huh? If we wanted to sit up here and buy a house, could we buy a house? Do we have house buying power? You know what I mean? If we needed another car. Huh, do we have car buying power? You know what I mean? If, like if we even stay right there, there's so many people who are quote unquote living all right and doing well, but mm-hmm. still pay car notes. And I always like, you know, and it's not to frown upon, but I'm like, you know, that's another stronghold financially that we get caught up in. Yeah. Is that, you know, the cars which are supposed to get us to A to B or A to Z, they are being utilized by other companies as you need this. Mm-hmm. You need the new whatever, you know? Mm-hmm. And then you get under there and they throw a bunch of interest on it. Yeah. And you just keep paying over Chad, and over. I've been itching for a new one, yellow. Yeah, but when you get Itch. it, it's going to be fully paid for. It's not going to be a... It, we're not going the month oh, to month. Talk, oh, you, I like when you talk like that. Yeah, it's going to be a fully paid for car soon. Not even far, but because you, you budget it right. Mm-hmm. And you ask yourself, if I just pay this mm-hmm. instead of this, what makes more sense? Because mm-hmm. you're going to be like, well, you know, you could put three 3000 down. And then we'll just drop the monthly payment and then before by $17, (laughs) (laughs) but then the interest is still what it is Mm -hmm. and it's accruing. So Mm -hmm. you're not, some people don't even realize they're paying interest on the car, not actually paying on the car. You know what I didn't understand? I've never understood actually, um, unless I'm missing something here and this is why I'm bringing it up because I just, I just didn't know. Um, it's like when people like brag about like having zero down when they go get a car. Right. <laughs> and I'm just like, like, huh? Like, you know, because I'm like, that's an opportunity to pay towards the principal. Right. You know what I mean? So, it, and, and I understand everybody ain't got like, you know, if you had three to $5,000 to go put down on a car, you would probably just be better off with going to buy a cash car. So I totally get it. Like a lot of people don't come with that much money or expect to pay that much money or want to even pay that much money in order to get the car they want. I totally get it. But whenever it's like zero down, I'm just like, the things that I do that there's two L words that I've learned to hate. Mm-hmm. Lease and loan. Mm-hmm. Anything that starts with that, I want no parts. Mm-hmm. I and just the F word. Finance. Yep. There's no such thing. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, people do that on their phones. Some people do it on their hair. Some people do it on their clothes. Purses. purses. Yeah. I mean, hearses, all kind of stuff. Yeah. And it's like, dang, like, you realize you don't own none of that. Yeah. And the power we've been given when we're being called lenders is to have. Mm-hmm. Not to just to keep, but also to give. Mm-hmm. So the misconception is that I got it. It's nice. It's mine. But you, you're not really thinking of a way out. You're right. a slave to your debt. Right. You know, you're a slave to what you have bought into, which mm-hmm. is I need it. Do you? Mm-hmm. Or do you really want it? Right. And um, what, I, what I'm learning to realize is that the, the millionaires and people who are successful, they don't think in that world. Mm-hmm. They think in the owning world. I own land. I own property. I own everything that I touch. I own my business. I trademark my anything that they touch mm-hmm. is they own. Mm-hmm. And if you're God's child, this this, this is where it, it really hits home for believers. If you are God's child, don't you think he has some things stored up for you for you to own? Mm-hmm. Who puts himself or herself out of position? Mm-hmm. God or you? Mm-hmm. You. True story. So you lay up your treasures to other people and you're like well hold my money while i pay your interest Mm. so it's funny that we talk about um weddings and paying for stuff and things like that because we don't have a letter but i did come across a question out here in these social media driven streets Mm -hmm. all right are you ready for it let's make it quick because they you know these these letters i want them to hit home you know, very. It's not a letter. It's, it's not. A, okay. It's not a letter. It's just okay. a. It's a, a conversation. Okay. It's a conversation. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. All right. A uh, guy is has proposed to a young lady. Mm-hmm. All right. I'm trying to keep the innocent and the guilty. You know, <laughs> um, identification for, identity free. Um. Anyway, guy has proposed to a young lady. They are now engaged. Um. He 
is just kind of in the stage of building and um, getting his finances in order and things like that, um, much like what we talked about just a few seconds ago, she says, don't worry about all that. My family is about to pay for the wedding. Traditionally, bride's parents are supposed to pay for the wedding. Traditionally. I didn't know that. I did I've never experienced that. I never have either. Okay, so anyway, <laughs> uh, but, 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 um, pretty much he feels away because it's like, I'm supposed to be your man. I'm supposed to take care of us. Um, I feel away by your parents wanting to kind of come in and swoon in every time something concerns us. Um, because it makes it feel like I'm not marrying you, like that that they're taking care of us. And so I want to assume ownership of the wedding and the home and everything thereafter. Um, but he doesn't want to tarnish the relationship between himself and the parents. So he doesn't know what to do. I'm trying, I'm trying to think who this person is. Do it I doesn't matter. Okay. Okay. That's beside the point. Just okay, you're right. All right. So I believe that. He has a great point, and I believe when you have when you have family involved, especially in marriage, there has to be a boundary that is created as far as like your un- your union together as husband and wife, to where there's no infiltration, mm-hmm. whether it's in finances. Oh man, this happened. Here you go. Like come work with me. Like just there's certain things that. Um, the line has to be clearly drawn. Right. Yeah. And respect, too. Yeah. So I don't know whether it's like if this if this guy already knew this was a setup, like as far as like he knew that when they were going to get married, when he asked for a hand, the family's going to take care of it. Now mm-hmm. he feels some type of way when it's close mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. wedding time. I don't know where, where he's at when it comes to that. Mm-hmm. So the most important thing is to sit down and you guys talk to each other mm-hmm. and say, what are you comfortable with together? Mm-hmm. Cause the, the wife to be could really be okay with it because traditionally this is what's supposed to happen. But also it kind of feels like she is very used to her parents being very involved Got it. in things that happen for her and, and showing up for her financially, which is a great thing, but it's before. not going to work in your marriage. Right, right, right. So that's the, that's a, of course, even more emphasis on a conversation between these two people because it's like, okay, you know, your you, your wife is used to having her mom and dad kind of swoon in and I can see how that could get a little messy. Like, I can see how that could be like a, oh, well, you didn't have money for, for me to go shopping this month, so I'm going to just go and, you know, get that and, you know, whatever else. And it could kind of create a rift between you and her prematurely. So this is definitely a time to talk about um, just pretty much building that financial map of what it's going to look like for y'all every month, you know, and talking about it. Like you can't forbid your wife from going shopping with her mama. If her mama want to throw three racks on a purse for her, like you can't forbid that, but you know what I mean? Just really talking about your household needs and how they will be handled within the household. Right. Um, like I said, I, I really think that's a conversation they need to sit down and have. And, and lastly, just making sure that you're not acting out of pride because if that family is ready to pay for the wedding, which is just one day, mm-hmm. um, and you can pay for the house, I mean, or you could put whatever you was going to put down on the wedding. I mean, imagine this is a big wedding. Mm-hmm. Um, you could put whatever on a new car, or mm-hmm. on whatever bills need to pay for, on debt, like mm-hmm. money, like you throwing it on something, like you could find a lot of things to throw money on as far as investment. Mm-hmm. And so I wouldn't take it to heart that the family wants to take care of the wedding. Mm-hmm. Okay, take care of the wedding, then mm-hmm. I'm going to take care of this. Mm-hmm. I wish I had that mindset mm-hmm. when we had got married and when, when we were younger because we saw a lot of money come through. It flew mm-hmm. our way. Like mm-hmm. there was a flow of money mm-hmm. coming our way, but I didn't really have the mindset yet mm-hmm. of how money is supposed to flow as far as investments mm-hmm. and debt and future planning and um, uh, making sure that the money is continuously growing. Money grows, but a lot of people think it grows on trees or it grows on a job. It grows when I give more hours to this thing or that thing. It grows when you know where to plant it. Exactly. Yeah. And so also just a quick tidbit of information. Student loans are going to be um, uh, interest-free until December. So if y'all want to hop on that. 
Um, I feel like we talked a lot about money in this podcast. It's okay. We didn't. It's okay. I, I think finances are one of those things that are traditionally made boring, but I feel like because you think they're boring, you don't talk about them, which equates to more problems in the future because, like, where is it? How do I do this? How do I do that? And you get stuck. Mm-hmm. A lot of people are stuck in the mud or stuck like Chuck because they, they don't talk about finances in their households. Mm-hmm. They just, we got paid. Swipe, swipe, swipe. Are the bills paid? Yeah. And, that, and that's it? Yeah. In the conversation about finances? Yeah. And that's the importance of businesses, different streams, seeing things flow, come in, come out, because the time we're living in, as we discussed about COVID and all these other things, is that you're going to have to be ready. It's a lot of uncertainty. Yeah. To take care of your family, whether they close something down or open it back up. Say you can't go to work or I ain't stressed about it. Mm-hmm. Got plans in order. Mm-hmm. Know exactly how things are going to flow and just making it happen. So we, we love y'all. We love y'all. Y'all take care of yourself. Shout out to um, those who have applied for our Hustle Blends um, Brain Ambassador Program. Oh, yeah. We, it, it, I'm excited. We are excited for y'all to be part of the Hustle Team. Woo! So anyway, guys, we will see y'all soon. We only got a few more episodes left in this season. And bye. Bye. Oh, we didn't add text. Oh, add text real quick. You so, are so, we are heartless. Oh, yeah, we we doing them wrong because they haven't been paying. We are heartless. The invoices. We suck. Okay, add text. So in the time that we're living in, um, sound like a whole story i'm about to say in the time um what we what we have to be concerned about or what i want you to be concerned about this week is how do you make how do you build your audience a lot of people when they go into business they start focusing on man i got my llc man i'm doing this man i got my stuff out there my business is live let's go and nothing and they're like well they hating on me this is fly this is good i don't understand what's going on but really it's that you never built your audience Mm -hmm. just like you were saying people mentioning on comments people will say like i want to buy it but you want them to wait till tomorrow yeah wait till next week yeah i had the money a month ago like (laughs) i had the money today to pay you even if it took a month for me to get what i wanted but you said, nah, you know, it's free. Mm-hmm. Free? Mm-hmm. Where they do that at? I, I just, you have to have that business savvy to understand how things work. So when a, when a rapper or a singer drops an album, they go say, I'm doing a what? And the song hasn't dropped out. It's going to drop out in August. Mm-hmm. I'm going to drop a single. Mm-hmm. I'm going to give you one. Mm-hmm. This is to show you what's to come. Mm-hmm. And you're still going to pay for this single because what this single is doing is advertising for itself. Mm-hmm. It's still out there. It's still flowing. Mm-hmm. I'm building my audience. Mm-hmm. So this is going on the radios. The audience is building. Now I went to another radio. Mm-hmm. I'm building another audience. Yeah. We don't build enough audiences for our starter start up businesses. Yeah. And we expect people to buy. And there's no people that are in our audience. It's mm-hmm. just the people we know. Yeah. But that's where you start to build your audience. Mm-hmm. You don't start to build your audience with people you don't know. Mm-hmm. You start with the people you know. And the people who don't know you will start thinking it's dope. Mm-hmm. Just because yeah. it's dope. Yeah. I like build it. Build your audience. Um, my ad tax this week um, has been to understand what battle is yours. Um, I've been... Tr- <laughs> Historically, your girl has been one to always put her cape on. I'm going to just say that like that. You know what I mean? <laughs> I've ended up places that I had no idea being just out of just out of the feeling of needing to be there. Oh, I need to be there. I need to fix. Just being a fixer, being somebody who wants to, um, to, to fix things for people, somebody who wants to do life for people, somebody that wants to, to, you know, whatever else, and end up neglecting my own assignment. And I've been like that for so long, just been Captain Save a person like for so long um, that I've had to learn how to put up boundaries in those areas um, to one, understand what is worth my time, what is not. Also, when people need me, they will call me. Um, and I say that because, you know, Tweety and I were talking the other day and I was like, you know, have you ever thought that you 
you know, we all go kind of go through a season. And I say we all do because, I mean, I've been guilty of saying it as well that, um, well, whenever I need somebody, they not there, blah, blah, blah. I got, I, I got it out the mud by myself, blah, you know, whatever. Like, we all kind of go through that puffed up moment of feeling like we're alone sometimes, right? And then I've thought to myself, have I ever been somebody that has just, like, left somebody high and dry? And then I immediately go into guilt because the enemy loves to put you into a place of guilt and darkness and and just, you know, not be seeing things clearly and not understanding things. And therefore, the cape comes on. Well, what you need me to do? What you need me to do? I could go to do this. I, no, you're supposed to be over here. What are you doing? And, and to somehow trick you into believing that if you don't show up and you don't do this, then you don't care or you're not, you know, you're not a good person. I am encouraging all of my cape wearers. If you have a cape, go hang it up <laughs> and fight your battles. Do the things that you were supposed to do. You ended up, you know what I'm saying? You ended up just doing different things, um, putting on your cape when really in all, in all reality, like the things that are before you are what's your mission at that time. And when people need you, they will certainly call you and they will specifically say, hey, Patrice, can you come do this for me? But every time somebody got a problem and you want to slide in there and do and fix things. So um, the battle is not yours. It is the Lord's. Had to learn that. Had to buy that lesson a few a few different times. Um, and just want to encourage everybody just to, to remain faithful in that, that um, the battle is not yours. It is the Lord's. Um, stay on your course. Do what you have to do. Um, your loyalty truly lies to God, you know, not necessarily um, to, to you and the things that, that help, that you believe help circulate, um, things around you. So that's really it. All right, y'all. Thank y'all for tuning into another million dollar conversation. No, oh, that's all you have to give the people today. Huh? That's it. I'm not adding no more. Look, <laughs> I'm learning another valuable lesson. Uh, free game only extends so far. Like their extension of free game. When I when I talk about that is like personally, like just the growth mm-hmm. that you can get so much information and sit on the information and not know how to apply it. Mm-hmm. The application matters too. Mm-hmm. So when you're looking for free game or a good word or whatever it is that you need to motivate you, mm-hmm. just know there needs to be an action that follows it. Mm-hmm. So as you listen to this podcast, just know that what we're saying is like, it, it's good stuff. It's good free game. It's, but if you don't apply it, what's the point? Yeah. Apply the game. Mm-hmm. And then the free game will truly be free because you applied it. But if you never apply it, it's just another good word. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But with that being said, peace. We love y'all. Out. See y'all next Love week. y'all. See y'all next week. Bye. Bye.